This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual with Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. You threw, you threw in a, a curveball there, Jeff. I did. A L- little bit. A little bit. I just forgot what I was supposed to say. Um, <laughs> this week, we're talking about The Rocketeer. Whoosh. When are you supposed to go? The Rocket Who? <laughs> Flying Man? This, mo- <laughs> this movie came out in 1991. Directed by Joe Johnston, uh, written by Dave Stevens. I guess that's based on the graphic novel of him and uh, others. Mm-hmm. Trying to find the real writer here. Let me see here. Uh, screenplay by Danny Bilson and Paul DeMio. Starring Billy Campbell, Jennifer Connelly, Alan Arkin, Timothy Dalton, Paul Servino, Terry O'Quinn, and others. Uh, most importantly, uh, Tiny Ron Taylor. Just get that out of the way right now. Who the hell is Tiny Ron Taylor? He's the giant goon. Oh, that guy's got a messed up looking face. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I already forgot whose movie this is. This is Alex's? Yes. <laughs> All right. So what's your history with this movie? I uh, definitely saw this one in the movie theaters. Uh, it was just awesome from beginning to end. Uh, we were excited to see it from the commercials. The special effects looked amazing. And uh, yeah, so I, as a kid with with the fam, been a fan ever since. All right, I'll go next. Um, there was so much hype for this movie. I, I remember like Disney didn't do many live action movies, but then they did. They super hype machine behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember all of that, all the promotions. I did not see it in the movie theater. I saw it. Uh, I rented it when it came out and uh, I was underwhelmed when it came out. I'll. I'll Spoiler, I liked it more this time than I did when I liked saw it as a kid. Um, Scott. Uh, saw this in the theaters as a kid uh, when it came out. I, I do remember, Jeff, as, as you say, the, the hype around this. Uh, I, I honestly don't remember what I thought of it as a kid, which, which means that I probably didn't like it that much. Um, so I can't really compare the two. Uh, but... You know, look, looking at it now, I, I will say uh, it is interesting. Uh, I, I always bring this up when we do one of these movies. Like, who, like, who exactly, like, really wanted to do this movie? Because, like, it's not like anybody was clamoring for for this property. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's kind of weird how they did this and Dick Tracy all around the same time. Right, and, right. Yeah, yeah. They, none yeah. of them really. I mean, but think about, I don't know if you think about the timeline, is it like us now doing comic books from our generation, the same thing? It's weird how. Yeah, like X-Men and (laughs) Superman. Yeah, Yeah, I I guess. What I'm saying is like that stuff is is very contemporary. Yeah. Um, Whereas like, I don't even know like when, when the graphic novel came out, like maybe it wasn't even that long ago uh, before the the movie was made, but um, you know, definitely not a well-known property. Uh, you know, I, I guess the, the closest thing to this would be something like Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, now that we're talking about this a little bit, 
where they took like not even like C list <laughs> like characters and, and and roster and turned yeah. it into this massive thing. But I think it's more the power of of like the the muscle that the MCU had has. Um, yeah, was it just like this? Like Sky Captain, the World Tomorrow was another one that was like this. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Flash Gordon. Uh, uh. Although I guess I guess like the late seventies was, was closer to like the fifty or I, I don't even know when Flash Gordon had its heyday, but it's still like I think well past its its peak popularity. Uh, just this is interesting that that these movies. I'm, I'm always glad that they do. You know that somebody's willing to take a chance on this stuff, but it's just like I wonder what the the thought process is. Like who do they really think these movies are going to be for? Hmm. Yeah, so it's a research. This graphic novel came out in 1982, so okay. less than 10 years before the movie came out. Okay, that's this is yeah, like you said, this is oddly progressive for for Disney. Yeah, and uh, but it's yeah, it's based on the serial heroes from the 30s and 50s. And one interesting note: this is Joe Johnston, who, uh, as far as also being you know one of the production designers and character, whatever he did for Star Wars, a bunch of that stuff. I think he created mm-hmm. Boba Fett and a lot of that stuff. He directed. Where? He directed Captain America First Avenger. Yep. And you could definitely see the similarities here. Oh, for sure. The yeah. the all American um, boy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just I will also say the leading lady. There they got some same attributes. Just gonna mm-hmm. say. I, I I cannot fault uh, Joe Johnson's <laughs> casting eye here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I will agree. Hey, you got so. the smoothest ankles I've ever seen on a dame. <laughs> <laughs> what a bird. Yeah. <laughs> What a bird. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into it as we usually do. We each can talk about seven items from the movie. Alex, what, why don't you lead us off? What's your number seven? My number seven. And this is kind of like a, a good and bad thing. You know how this movie kind of in the vein of Indiana Jones and, and, and Star Wars to some extent. It's based on the serials from earlier, you know, the 50s and 60s and stuff and as you said the comic book uh the graphic novel kind of also that but this one i think leans more into the wholesomeness and a bit of the cornball of those serials as opposed to like like i said indiana jones and star wars so it, it's uh you can see the similarities but it leans a little bit more to the wholesome uh except for that one scene the whole thing is supposed to take place in like the late 30s yeah. So. Yeah, so is Indiana Jones. That is true. Um, so yeah, I kind of uh, it's one of those things where I kind of do and don't like it at the same time. You know, eh, overall, I think it fits for this movie. All right, I think I agree with that. Um, all right, I'll go next. My number seven, and I will just say uh, the gum thing in this movie i i was one of the few things i remembered i remember gum being placed on the hole in the backpack and at the end it uh, the backpack the rocket pack <laughs> and then it comes into play um you know as a kid you don't see how they set it up earlier when he puts the gum on the back of the plane at the beginning and it's all that stuff i don't know it's just something that stood out for me as a kid so i wanted to mention it here the gum um i'm sorry go ahead I, I just don't know how long how that gum would hold up to the the intense pressure and heat no, of no. the jetpack. Oh, I mean, uh, well, I, I mean, the jetpack is cool to the touch. Remember? Yeah, I know. Right. That's just just thinking about. Yeah, don't think about it too much. There's there's yeah. a gout of flame shooting out of the back of that thing for the entire movie. Like it doesn't make a lot <laughs> of sense. Yeah, his pants never catch on fire. Yeah, yeah, or burn a hole through his legs. But um, mm-hmm. 
I was going to say that there was a little bit of trivia about that gum where I guess it, that gum is a real thing, or at least it's the same gum that they have in the, the original Right Stuff movie, where it's supposed to be like lucky gum for pilots. Oh, okay. So, oh, so it's a thing, like a real life thing. Well, I don't know if it's a real life thing, but it definitely is a thing in another movie that oh, is okay. about pilots. I've seen the right stuff. I don't remember that, but it's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah. Just, and I they just have that new show it. in Disney. Have you guys watched that? I'm, I'm, I haven't seen that yet. I'm interested in, in taking a crack. I, I yeah. Um, actually, I'm interested the, in taking crack too. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, I did want to talk about the uh, the space launch. But I'll save that for the new section. Mm. Uh, SpaceX. Okay. All right. Well, uh, what's your number seven, Scott? Uh, my number seven is I, I couldn't help right away from comparing this to Dick Donner's Superman, who dislikes smoke, um, <laughs> and and the flying. And you know, at the time, I, I bet it looked super awesome. I mean, now because it's it's it was film and it's been. <laughs> reformatted to HDTVs. Um, it, it nearly doesn't, doesn't hold up as well. Um, but um, it's still, it's still pretty cool. Like I, I like that they, they kind of took a big swing with this um, again, the, mm-hmm. it, just for like you're saying for Disney to do something like this, um, at least in the, the, the early nineties, very early nineties uh, is, is interesting. Um, and they, I think there's kind of smart. They, they use it, well, I don't want to say sparingly, but you get the one big sequence, um, like when he's learning how to use it. Um, and then uh, for the most part, it's just him like landing at that point or he's in like close quarters um, to, to, I think, much greater effect at that point. Um, but yeah, it just it's interesting just to, to see that that kind of step up in 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 flying movie technology i don't know how it's to, to phrase it mm-hmm. I, and i was gonna say i think what i remember not liking about this movie as a kid is that it was like the commercials were all him flying around and stuff and he doesn't really fly around that much in this movie i think as a kid i was like, when do they stop talking i want to see him fly <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, um anyway all right uh, alex number six my number six is yeah i love when they're on set in the old timey uh, movie when they're filming the movie and they, they did the perfect casting for one of the leading ladies to, to speak a line. <laughs> oh, my prince, wouldst thou drink of my lips as deeply? <laughs> it just cracks me up every time. It's great. And then the advice that her, <laughs> the producer, the director, whoever yeah. tells her is like, see, the thing about acting is like you have to act that you're not acting. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I have more to say about that <laughs> fake movie scene later. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, my number six is uh, one of the few negative things I want to talk about in this movie. And it's not, it's not that negative. It's just like Scott said earlier, don't think that much about it. Is the super big coincidence <laughs> of, um, I already forgot the bad guy's name, Bond. James Bond <laughs> happened to be sitting on the same room as this, you know, like on the other side of the wall, like totally unrelated people, like telling the story about how, oh, I found a rocket pack and blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, LA's a small place, Jeff. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's a, I, I know there's coincidences in movies, but that was pretty yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, yeah I, like, I agree. <laughs> if that doesn't happen, this, this movie's like doesn't even it's like uh that's you'd have weak. no idea where it was yeah, and yeah. So, but just happily, it happens that this extra in the <laughs> movie happened? that he's in is dating the guy. Uh, so, anyway, that's my number six. Super big coincidence that it's the main, one of the main points of this movie to get all the characters together. Um, all right, Scott, number six. Uh, my number six was the, the Spruce Goose reference. Uh, <laughs> so, we, we, we've since uh, this, this movie's come out like... It, Howard Hughes's life has become more and more common knowledge, and mm-hmm. he's he's a very well-adjusted individual in this one. Uh, he's, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's played by Terry O'Quinn, uh, who's who's always mm-hmm. a great uh, add to, to any cast. But um, this is our second Terry O'Quinn movie. In I like know. Three we weeks. Should, we yeah, could, that's right. Keep the should do cutting edge next. Uh, but um, <laughs> and X Files. Yeah, when when he glides out yeah, on, the, on the, the the Spruce Goose sort of model. Um, and it keeps going, and he does he actually say "son of a bitch"? I, I forget, but he says something like "son of a bitch, it flies." Um, yeah. mm-hmm. But that was really cool. You know, it might not mean as much to other people who, who aren't like into aviation, and I'm that's I have a passing interest in it. But as as a local Southern California kid, um, you could go see the Spruce Goose, which was just this wild uh, prop plane. Uh, designed by Hughes, um, this this kind of monstrosity that, that Disney mm-hmm. actually owned and kept in a hangar, and people could go and and uh, I think it was like in Long Beach, right next to the, the Queen Mary. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have no idea what it is like what where it is now. Um, I think it's up the up the coast, like in Washington or something, but I'm not yeah. sure. On that. It's just orbiting the, the Earth. <laughs> Yeah, it got way off the ground. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I remember as a kid, you know, visiting it a couple of times and thinking it was super cool and like just just the way that they had it displayed was 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 really cool. Um, and it was this plane that that Hughes flew once for like a mile and got like seventy feet off the ground and then never flew again. Uh, yeah, just it, it, it was a cool reference for for someone who grew up around where we grew up. So that 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 made me go, oh. And uh, thought that was pretty cool. I forgot mm-hmm. that Disney owned both of those for a while. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. I don't think they own the Queen Mary anymore. They probably like ditch anything. Like like Disney will seems like they go through these phases where they ditch anything that isn't like their parks for a while. Yeah, like the sports angels and the ducks. And yeah, stuff. yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> they won the cup as soon as they sold the team. So. <laughs> yeah, but the angels they won with him. That was the owner. Kept showing what's his. Uh, you got an angel with you right now. God, and Murtaugh telling uh, <laughs> Tony. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. I remember when we went to see the first time we went to the Queen Mary. We the Spruce Goose was free because it was kind of it's already starting to be decommissioned and like so you couldn't go inside of it, which I think you were at one point, but. We just got to look at it from a distance. I remember my mom, we went to the room, oh, a big hangar, and you got to see it, and then that was yeah, it. And yeah. then you went to the Queen Mary, which Queen Mary people may not know. It's just a big cruise line ship that was in a couple wars, and it's haunted, and it's creepy. I think it, my, didn't, my, it didn't sink. My didn't sink. parents went out on like one of the very last times that actually was used as a cruise ship. Oh, wow. Damn. Um, and then, yeah, they just permanently docked it and 
do tours now. <laughs> Man, your parents must have wrecked that place. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it is a creation. <laughs> it's done. Jeez, <laughs> oh, thanks, Williamses. <laughs> You know, was, when, uh, this, when, this, when this is all over and, we, and things go back to normal, if they ever do, there's going to be the study that that finds out that, like, if if we had gotten rid of cruise ships, like, 20 years ago, like, the planet would be just, like, the ultimate, like, <laughs> the just Garden Xanadu, of yeah, yeah. Zanadu, yeah, yeah. don't it. Yeah, Xanadu-don't. Nice. <laughs> all right, Alex, number five. My number five, and I'm just going to go, it's probably one of the easiest things that I will ever say in my life. I hate Nazis. Nazis are bad. I decry Nazis at every turn, at every chance I get. Way to take a stand there, Alex. Yeah. But that animated (laughs) film of them showing the attack was horrifying, but also so well done. I mean, it's a Disney movie, of course. And, you know, there might or might not be a little history connecting there. But that whole whole animated film was fantastic. It was so well done. It was very scary. And uh, I loved it. As I was watching that, I couldn't help but think, like, the people that animated this were were probably, like, (laughs) like, very happy to be done with it. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Get get the cut, cut that paycheck. And like stash where stash the the film mm-hmm. or whatever and not think about it anymore. So whoever had to draw the short straw to drew to draw the flag. You gotta yeah. end it with the flag. Oh shit. Um I don't from a I don't know, some movie we had Nazi flags in it. There was a thing where like they had to make sure that every single flag prop was burnt after the, the movie was done. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I don't know if they still do that, but they might. Yeah. I forgot which movie. Maybe it was Schindler's List. I don't know. Some Schindler's there's List. so many movies Indiana with Nazis Jones. in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of which, um, my number Schindler's five List. is Nazis. I hate these guys. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot there was a whole Nazi thing in this movie. So when they show up, I just I couldn't help think of Indiana Jones and Nazis. I hate these guys. <laughs> so. Yep, you need, I a, do. you need a bad guy, yep. and your movie takes place in this time frame. Well, even I, even now, like I feel like That's Nazis true. have never gone out of style. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I know. It's a good thing there's no real life Nazis anymore, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Scott number four. Anyway, number five. Yeah, anyway. uh, number five. Um, yeah. Number five. Speaking of Nazis, uh, Timothy mm-hmm. Dalton. Uh, like he he's fine as is the villain here um but more so him doing uh errol flynn i thought was great yes and, I, and yeah. i'll save i'll save like the whole set piece and stuff for you guys but um just him like in this role as like that the 1930s era movie star he fits right in um and, and i thought that was great yeah just him doing all the swashbuckling and the what, what was the name of his character the the laughing thief or something like that, or the smiling thief or bandit. I, I forget what it was. I don't remember. Yeah. But it was, it's the wet bandit. Yeah. It was something very, uh, period appropriate. Um, and then, yeah, just the, the, the Hollywood lifestyle. I mean, they only have like, they go to the, this fancy house apartment, wherever that was. And the, uh, um, the restaurant, which could have been anywhere in the Griffith Observatory. Mm-hmm. Um, 
then that's pretty much all you see of Hollywood besides the sign. <laughs> uh, yeah, just, I, I really liked him as, as the, the villain here. Um, it was reminding me a lot of what, when he spoilers, um, of when he was in uh, Hot Fuzz uh, many, yeah, many yeah. years later. Um, and I did chuckle at the, I, I, it had to be a James Bond reference when, um, the main character, God, I can't, I was, I already forgot his name. Uh, Sean Rocketeer. Rocketeer. The Rocketeer yeah. like punches him and says, Oh, your stuntman isn't here now. And he says, I do all my own stunts. You know, Cause he was James Bond for two movies. That's right. So yeah. Timothy Dalton is Errol Flynn. Mostly is, is my number five. All right. Alex, number four. Uh, my number four is mobsters get a bad rap. <laughs> sure. They're murdering thieves. But when it comes down to it, they're American murdering thieves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, it's awesome. It's like, what is it? Money's, you know, the same colors, you know, whatever. It's like, yeah, but I'm American. And Paul Sorvino just lets him have it with his Tommy gun. He does. Mm-hmm. And I know he's the the dawn or whatever in goodfellas is he mobster in any other movies or no uh dick tracy as we mentioned before isn't he a goodfellas that's what i said that's what he said. goodfellas oh well, that's what i meant to say anyway <laughs> <laughs> wait i thought al pacino was the the guy he was in the beginning he's the uh, lips manless he's the guy that 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 uh, big boy gives the bath to in the beginning. Oh, okay. All right. Um, all right. So on to my number four and just, this is just the era. It's when done right, which I don't know, we're as Americans, we're fascinated with this era. Cause I guess it's kind of us coming up as a world power and defeating the evil Nazis and the Japanese. And uh, I don't know. And so I guess we're just, it's just, hammered into us as kids and so whenever I see this era I always think it's pretty cool and I enjoyed it and this seems a little simpler um, so yeah I definitely enjoyed the era of this movie hmm. that's my number four Scott uh, my number four is uh, as, as I mentioned earlier in the cast uh, uh, Ron Taylor tiny Ron Taylor is, is the goon here um, he He's fine. Like it, it, it was very much like a Jaws, not the the Bond villain, not the shark, uh, <laughs> with um, Richard Keel uh, kind kind of role. Where he just got this like super tall dude and, and slathered on some makeup and had him go be menacing. Um, and all all that's fine. Um, you know, just him running around, uh, towering over people. But it just it brought me joy because like I I love these like really minor character actors or, or in this case super typecast actors uh, that pop up in different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy was was the super tall goon in Roadhouse. Uh, Roadhouse, yeah, uh, without makeup. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he had a, a a recurring role in Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. Um, which again has a special place uh, for me uh, as the Grand Negus's uh, right hand uh, kind of servant slash butler. Um, 
and and then a few other things if, if anybody cares to look up his IMDb list. Um, but it's just so over the top. Uh, it, it, I don't know. It, it just I enjoyed it. Uh, just kind of a, a almost childish glee um, seeing him uh, get all the screen time. So, I mean, it just was so weird that they did that makeup for this movie, though. No, I mean, I'm sure it matches the comic book or whatever, but like, it felt like it belonged to Nick Tracy, not in this. It hundred percent looked like some out of Dick Tracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe that was the point. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm sure. I'm sure in the comic book he he was over exaggerated, and that's what they went for. But it just, I don't know. It was so cool, but it just felt a little weird to me. All right, then, uh, Alex, is. number three. My number three is testing the jetpack <laughs> with uh, what's his face and Ellen Arkin is great. Really <laughs> they're first figuring out how they're really going to do it. <laughs> so they go out and they steal the statue <laughs> and then they nail the statue down with a spike in the middle of the field. And all I'm thinking is how if this <laughs> if this jetpack actually worked and the chain didn't pull out, how were they going to turn it off? I guess they would just wait until it ran out of fuel. Yeah, I guess. Mm, I guess, but nope. It pulls out the spike and goes flying everywhere, <laughs> almost killing him. And that's where he gets an idea to make a helmet, and he sacrifices his vacuum cleaner to do it. <laughs> he does. Mm -hmm. The end. <laughs> the end. All right. Uh, well, my number three is the the stuff that I think Scott has already mentioned. The fake, the fake movie. Or where they're on set where he's doing his Arrow Flynn stuff. I just, that whole thing was funny. I, to, I to, really enjoyed to, it. To clarify, he's not actually playing Arrow Flynn, but. I know, I know, but Arrow Flynn. But no, 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 I'm, I'm just there. saying, like, like I kept saying Arrow Flynn, but his character's still like Neville Sinclair or something like that in the movie. No, right. there it is, Neville Sinclair. Yeah. But that, that type of movie is like you're saying. Like, it was, I, I really, really enjoyed that. And I, I don't think the set would have fell down so easily. He barely even touched it, but yeah, whatever. Also, oh, what a colossal uh, asshole. It was made in America. This yeah. old school Hollywood, maybe. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a giant asshole Cliff is here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's possible that someone could like accidentally cause this this thing to happen, but like, that he just fucking goes in there. It's like, just, I don't know. Like, it wasn't it wasn't an endearing moment for our hero. <laughs> Nah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, I just wanted to mention that Neville Sinclair almost kills a guy on set. Yeah. With the shaking? His, yeah. One of his co-stars. Well, I guess they had an accident while they were doing the, the whole sword fight. And maybe he stabbed a bit too close when he wasn't supposed to. And they had to send him to the hospital. You don't remember that? I remember that. Oh, okay. There you go. It's like, what, are you afraid I was going to upstate you? <laughs> God damn it. It's pretty good. I liked it. Um, all right. Uh, Scott, number three. Number three is the blimp. Like, <laughs> like I couldn't get over this. Like, the, there, there was another scene that I, that's honorable mention for me. Um, I, I doubt it'll be on your guys' list, so I'll go ahead and bring it up now. Like, how does, how does she, how does Jenny know to open the secret bookcase? She sees I, him. Yeah. Did, did she? Yeah. Okay. I must have looked away. All right. <laughs> when she was locked in her room, when she like just woke up, was waking up from being 
drugged, uh-huh. she sees him go in there and she sees exactly what he does. Okay, okay. Yeah, then she okay. runs back to the bed to pretend like she's just waking up also. Got it. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Okay, yeah. that makes a lot more sense. Right. Well, the bl- back to the blimp. Like, how did they like, where were they hiding this? Like so many questions. <laughs> yeah. Where were they hiding this thing? It's um, easy to hide a blimp. Uh, yeah, the air hanger and Irvine. Why? Yeah, why, yeah. why did they feel the need to, to slap the swastika on it? <laughs> well, where do you know German engineering at its right. finest? Like, where you know, <laughs> like how did they, they they purposely flew these blimp pilots all the way across from Germany to Los Angeles? Like, like, and they were all set up in in like full uniform, and there's just nothing low key about this. Like, I'm I'm guessing by the end of the 1930s that it wouldn't have been that difficult for for a couple planes in California to like go by and strafe this this giant blimp. Like, <laughs> like the Nazis didn't think this one all the way through. Um, I know, and I know that they they go out of their way to say like, "Oh, it's full of hydrogen." Like, don't don't shoot it or, or whatever. But like, there would have been a point where it was far enough away from anything that like they would have been like, "Okay, <laughs> let's mm. take down this 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 giant blimp with the giant swastika on the side." Like, yeah. So swastika swastikas besides the point. Uh, when's the whole like scenario with with blimps and zeppelins in our in the history? So, when the, the Hindenburg, when does that crash? Um, let me look it up. I think it's before 1938 or whatever when this movie's supposed to take place. Yeah. And then I know that originally the uh, the Empire State Building was the top part was like docking station for blimps. I believe that's true or maybe that's from a movie and i'm thinking it's true was that ever a thing did a blimp ever dock with the empire state building dude that'd be awesome so so the hindenburg disaster was in 1937 so that would be a year before the this movie supposed to take place so somehow everybody got 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 the word that it was the hydrogen that did it i don't know if that would have been common knowledge in 1930 big boy did it big boy did it yeah (laughs) Yeah. not the bath Anyway, so the blimp was just so over the top and like <laughs> it's such a slow getaway vehicle. Like uh, it's mm-hmm. just it's just funny to me. I'm reading docking on the Empire State Building, despite oh damn advertisements here. <laughs> it's all a marketing ploy. Here, despite plans of mooring station, only one airship ever docked at the Empire State Building. Oh. So one did. That's crazy. Anyway, uh, that was Scott's number three. Alex, what's your number two? My number two is Timothy Dalton as Neville Sinclair. <laughs> He's just awesome. He's so smug and smarmy, but he can be you know, turn on the charm, you know, with a wink and a nod. Timothy Dalton just does a great job at being a villain. Fantastic. Yep, yep. That's my number two as well. And I, I think what Scott said earlier, it's more him playing the Neville Sinclair, the the actor version better. But whatever, the whole thing, I thought it was a good performance. For this movie, it worked. And I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Besides the big coincidence that I mentioned earlier. <laughs> he, that was a fantastic wig, by the way. He was wearing on set. I think at one point he like smooths out the wig when he's going over to talk to... Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> he does. That was great. All right. Well, that was my number two as well. So, Scott, what's your number two? 
Uh, my number two is, uh, I think, the best of the the rocket pack effects. Um, and, and it was all very simple stuff. And it was like easy, very easy to imagine how they were doing it all. But the whole restaurant sequence, when he's just kind of jetting around all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was really cool. Like 100% it was all like wire work and 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 him getting dragged along on a dolly or whatever, I'm sure. But it, but it looked really good. Um, like that felt like more believable than when he was like, had, had like the sky backdrop, um, or, or anything else when he's, he's kind of speeding by, um, in, in an open space. Um, so yeah, I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, like, and he's like, the whole sequence, he's like constantly like writing things cause he can't, <laughs> he can't stop. So I thought, I thought they yeah. had a lot of fun with that. Like he's like the giant ice snail. He rides on a couple of trays and he's just kind of like careening around all over the place. Um, I thought that was a, a, a fun use of, of the jetpack more so than, than pretty much everything else in the movie. All right. All right, Scott, mm-hmm. or Alex, number one. My number one is just all the flying, not just from the jetpack. I, I actually do really like those special effect shots where it's just out in the open sky. Just it looks like such a blast. <laughs> yeah, then the goofy bastard, he tries to do a salute and turns off the engine. Oh, that was great. But the shots with all the airplanes, the, the clown biplane that he has to go rescue. Uh, by, by the way, like mm-hmm. that can't be a real thing, right? Maybe it was. You but, never know. There's a lot of sky bulls that need sky clowns. <laughs> yes. Got to wrangle this. This got to wrangle those wild planes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cool little like one man cockpit, like tiny airplane that he uses for racing. Those look really freaking awesome. Uh, just everything. Everything avionics related in this movie is fantastic. It is. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that that plane that he gets gifted in the end, like so fucking cool. Oh, awesome. Yeah, and even the one he drives the flies at the beginning, and just can you imagine flying that, fitting in that little small bubble, and just ugh. yeah, <laughs> flying around at like three hundred miles an hour in the air. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, just your head sticking out of a bubble. Your hands are underneath. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. All right, uh, my number one, uh, I'm going to be a perv here and just say Jennifer Connelly. Oh. <laughs> she looks good in this movie. That's all I'm going to say. And she's mm-hmm. just good. She's a decent character in this, but uh, yeah, this is uh, teenage Jeff talking here and uh, and uh, 40-year-old Jeff talking here. <laughs> <what> <laughs> <laughs> she looks uh, pretty, uh, pretty good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I got to say about this. That's my number one. Scott. Uh yeah, like we, we had a, a a pre-podcast discussion about this and uh I, I I swore I would try not to be be a pervert about this just like Jeff said. Uh No, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh <laughs> I but, did. Yeah, it, she's she's like unnaturally attractive in this movie. Um like she so the the like as a 30s movie star, like she she would have like blown everybody out of the water. Like, yeah, she she like we we were you were just talking about all the flying and and we were talking about the the effects, but like the most impressive thing to appear on screen in this movie is Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like yeah, she's like 
movie star in this for sure. Yeah, she never. I mean, she was in. She's still acting, but she never took like made it huge, did she? I I feel like she's always kind of spaced out her roles. I don't know. I, yeah, she she definitely doesn't have like that prolific of a career for mm-hmm. for as long as she's been acting. But mm. I'm sure she has probably actually a pretty long list. All of well, she's in the new Top Gun. She's in the new Top Gun, which may or may not ever come out. Um, I mean, I'm looking here. She's in Spider-Man Home. Oh, because she plays the suit, the Spider-Man's voice, the voice in Spider-Man's suit. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. She actually has quite a few movies. Just what well, you know, she's, she's married to. Yeah. What's his face? Paul. Bellamy. What's his name? Paul Bellamy. <laughs> Bill Bill Bellamy. Oh, Paul Bettany. Yeah, Paul, Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. There you go. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Who, that who's the voice in Tony Stark's suit? So I think it's kind of cool that the yeah the couple of the voices in the Marvel movies. Most recently, I saw her in uh, yeah the the Battle Angel Alita. That's right. I saw that. I don't remember her being in that though. Okay. Remember from obviously from from Labyrinth, and then the Rocketeer and Career Opportunities, um, Beautiful Mind. Um, oh yeah. yeah, the first Hulk or the second Hulk? <laughs> one of the Hulks. Uh, yeah. First one. Uh, Higher Learning. I don't know if you guys remember that one. The John Singleton. Ah, oh, was that fucked up one with the drugs? Oh, Marlon Re- Requiem for a Dream. Requiem for a Dream. Requiem for a Dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that dream within a dream mm-hmm. of heroin. <laughs> All right. Uh, any honorable mentions? <laughs> um, did Alex do his number one? Yeah, he did. Yeah. This is his thing. Um, so uh, this is a great cast of, of character actors, smaller actors in this. Um, Margot Martindale is, is the, the the person who runs the diner. Um, Clint Howard's in it. I don't think he gets an audible line. <laughs> uh, he is? Uh, is he one of the reporters? No, no. He's he's like no. a like a goon slash waiter that comes by and tells Timothy Dalton something when they're eating at the restaurant. Yeah, like oh, blink, okay. kind of a blink and you miss him type deal. Um, you know, and louder. Uh, I don't know how much you guys watched. Um, what? Yeah, I don't know if, how much you guys watched uh, The Office. Every episode. Okay, the woman that's singing at the club in the seashell. That's um, I, I, just, I don't know that much about The Office, but that's at one point that's that's Michael's love interest. Um. Okay. Huh. I can't remember what he picture. ends up with at the end of the no, show. No, 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 no. The one before that. Yeah, I don't remember. Okay. He's, she's like his boss. Oh, her. Okay. Like she's English or something? No, or? no, no. No, not the British one. The the one from like the first seasons. Oh, the, her? Jan? Jan, yes. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's early, early office. Yeah, we, we mentioned Terry Quinn. Uh, William Sanderson. Uh, from Blade Runner uh, is one of the mechanics mm-hmm. um, amongst others. So, yep. All right. Let's rate on a scale of one to seven. Seven being perfect, one being absolute garbage. Mm-hmm. Alex. 
Ah, oh, for me, this is a strong, a strong five, almost a six. Because yeah, this movie's just a lot of fun. It's a great adventure film. For me, the the special effects were amazing for the time, but they still look pretty good. Uh, yeah, five. Okay, I give it a four. I, while I did like this better than I did as a kid. Uh, it's still a little slow in some parts, and now when you compare it to our modern graphic novel movies, it doesn't really hold a candle to it. So, well. uh, um, yeah, I mean, I don't need to see it again. This is once every twenty years. Maybe I'll see it again in twenty years or something. But yeah, four for me, Scott. Uh, four as well. Um, a lot of the same stuff you said, Jeff. I thought it was a little slow. Um, I don't think we haven't talked about Alan Arkin in this, but he's. He's fun. He was he's, good. He's good. Yeah, I liked. I really did like his line about like, "How do I look like a hood ornament?" Which I remember was like the big like <laughs> that was like the big uh, like tagline commercial thing that they kept showing for uh, the movie when it, when it was just coming out. But um, I remember the Rocka Who being a thing from the commercials all the time. <laughs> I'm the Rocketeer. The Rocka Who. Yeah. Uh, let me let me introduce this real quick. No one is. None of us have ever talked about the leading man in this movie. I think that might be part of the problem. He's so forgettable and so boring. Don't yeah, you think? he he I, he's fine. Uh, Billy Campbell is fine here. I feel like he just doesn't get enough to do. He's just kind of a doofus. Um, yeah, he's not got no charisma. I don't know. I just didn't really. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like they they just didn't give him enough to do. Like. He was just the kind, of, for kind of throw him to one thing or the other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, at least Cap, Cap, like you could still see most of his face when he's doing Captain America things. Yeah. Um, All right. But well, what's our? Oh, so I was going to say I didn't. I'd actually give it a number. Um, oh, sorry. Yes, uh, give it a four. Nice. I, I four. four. Oh, I was going to finish off by saying like it almost gets a six <laughs> because of Jennifer Connelly, but uh, a four. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, now you're getting pervy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's our crossover topic this week, Alex? Top five rocket packs, jetpacks, whatever. The thing that you strap on your back and you go. Rocket pack. Does it have to be on your back? Uh, well, it's a jet pack. I thought about yeah. that, Jeff, and I did come up with a couple of things that weren't that, so I left off my list. But I won't kill you if you. <laughs> I have one that's obvious that's whatever. Yeah, I, I think I might know what this is. We'll see. Because I almost put it on my list. All right, well, what's your number five? My number five is, this is kind of an improvised jetpack, but Woody and Buzz from the first Toy Story, where well, Woody good. has this big rocket, like firework strapped to his back. And then when he picks up Buzz, they go flying off into the air but they don't really fly until Buzz like pulls out his wings and they can glide safely back to the car, back to Andy's arms. <laughs> That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. For my list, I could now that the Mandalorian's been out and we've after episode three, I could name all Mandalorians as my jetpack wielding uh, top five. <laughs> yeah, but I a, am not going to do that. Oh, that's higher in my list. <laughs> well, I'll have at least one. I'm not going to. I could have named all five. <laughs> yeah, I see. Um uh, well, my number five, this is the one I'll, I'll, you guys will give it to me. If not, I have a backup. I'm going to go Iron Man. Does he count? He's got jet 
feet and jet. I was palms. very close to putting him on the list, so I'll allow it. Uh, yeah, it's more of it's, a It's suit. definitely not a pack, but it's the same yeah. concept. So I know. Well, if you don't give it that to me, then well, what? I'll t- I'm gonna take it. I'm accepting it. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Tony Stark, Iron Man. Well, it's not a jet pack. Even the first version. Did the first version have a jet pack? No, it was more just rockets on his feet that shot him up. It didn't really fly. He just escaped. Kinda. Right, well. They crashed into the ground. What about Stratos from He-Man? Does that count? <laughs> yes. Just, oh, wait, no. Somebody. Because I think he just flew. Right? Uh, no, the toy of the jetpack. I don't remember. <laughs> oh. Anyway, Iron Man's my number five. Scott. Uh, my number five, and, and also let me just get something out of the way. I did not see Mando this week yet. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Good thing you were late to the call, because that's all we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, anyway, um, my number five is Kick-Ass. Uh, oh, damn it. Yeah. Where the, the titular hero um, orders orders away for this thing. You don't even know what it is that he's buying. Or maybe you do. I don't remember. But all of a sudden, he shows up with it. And it's, it's a pretty funny scene. Um, but yeah, he uses it ultimately to, to win the day. Uh, so kick-ass. That's a weird-sounding bazooka, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alex, number four. My number four is just a real-life jetpack in the movie Thunderball. Where James Bond puts it on. It's Thunderball, right? I don't remember. I don't remember either. Or no. But yeah, they just... And this is a, a real life jetpack, at least back from the, you know, from the 80s, I think, where this very volatile stuff is put on your back and then you just kind of jet off. And you're, you're still like in a standing position uh, when you're flying around. And they were <laughs> those things were very dangerous. But I always thought they were cool. They still are pretty dangerous, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, but I think the the more modern ones that they have, like the jet wings and stuff, the wingsuit jetpacks are a little bit safer. I yeah. still don't think there's like an actual like like they're, they're all gimmicky. Like I don't think there's actually one that you can be like, okay, guys, I'm gonna strap on my uh, rock pack and go home. I'll catch you guys on Monday. Like, no, right, there, there's yeah. there's there's no such thing as that. Yeah. There's no right. practical application for a jetpack. Right. <laughs> yeah. Have you- have you guys seen the water one? The water that ones are like a yeah, those are nuts. Yeah, those are super fun. Yeah, the hose goes into the lake or wherever you're at. Yeah, and yeah. That's cool. It's fun watching people eat shit on those. <laughs> oh, I'm sure <laughs> somebody somebody like will either face plant right away, which is which is amusing. But every once in a while, someone will get like up, and then all of a sudden they're they're completely horizontal and they just slap right into the water. <laughs> Wait, have you seen it in real life, like in person? Not a pr- no, only only in videos. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I don't know where they would do that out here. I figure it's more like um, maybe up in the Puget Sound area somewhere. Or there, like, there was there was a super cool video of, of like uh, I think one. I think it actually was like a pack. It wasn't just like the hose. Um, so it was effectively a jet pack, but you could only use it over the water. Right. And like they they showed these guys like flying around like between ships on these things and they were pretty cool again probably like not even remotely practical but it fucking looked cool yeah all right uh my number four comes is uh, sorry comes from it comes from the movie running man and it is fireball (laughs) damn so sorry go ahead jeff 
Um, well, yeah, fireball. So I was fireball. trying to think really, fireball. really hard about this. Did did he actually have a jetpack? Yeah, yeah. I do not remember him flying. Fuck. Like I thought, I looked up. Yeah. I I spent like ten minutes like trying to find a video of him flying or whatever, and I couldn't. Oh, really? That's kind of like his thing. He, he goes into the crowd. He shoots the uh, the yeah. flamethrower. Fireball, fire! Yeah, and then remember. he just flies up into the air. Okay, I because all I could find was him actually just using the flamethrower. Oh well. That would have been on my so, list. Shit. Yeah. Fireball played by, well, what's his name? What's the running back's name? Jim Brown. Bo, Bo Jim Jackson. Brown. There Jim you Brown. go. Um, that's four. Scott. Number four, uh, speaking of the the water ones, uh, going into Vigi Games, uh, Super Mario Sunshine. Oh, damn it. That's a good and one. And the Flood uh, pack um, where you basically use it for the for the whole game. Uh, but you can use it as a jetpack. Uh, I mean, you don't get super high with the thing, but uh, it functions like that. You you go across surfaces. Uh, well, you get the rocket function later that shoots you way up into the air, and then you can float. Do you? Okay, I don't. Yeah. Well, I think you. Well, I don't think you can. You can only float so high above the ground, though. Maybe you can no, slow if you your get descent. A, it, if you get up at, at a certain point, it'll suspend you. Hmm. I mean, from the ground, you can only shoot yourself up so much but if you like rocket jump like really high or jump off a really high ledge and then push you know it, you'll still float at that height you won't descend until you turn off the water okay well i've got I've, i i own it on my switch so one of these days i'll get around to getting that again mm -hmm. all right uh alex number three my number three is the movie Gravity with Sandra Bullock, but I really like the kind of jetpack rig that George Clooney has. He, he's jetting around in his astronaut suit, just going around the station in that thing. Uh, I don't think those are real, but it looks like something that could be real, which was kind of the whole point of all the special effects in that movie. Looked awesome. Yeah, there it's not really jetpacks. You're in zero G. It's just little air, compressed air, right? You know, you mean air shooting out of little jets? Yeah. yeah. Jets, though. Yes, they are. They're little jets of air. Okay, jets of air. I'll uh -huh. give it to you. <laughs> yeah, we gave you a whole suit. I know. That's why, <laughs> that's why I'm not putting up a battle. No, that's pretty cool. I thought about it, but because there was an actual... Whatever, right? that does make sense with my Iron Man theory. So <laughs> you can have it. Fair and square. All right. Well, for my number three, I have one sentence to say. Fucking shit. I should have had this. Oh, man. Arnie from The Simpsons during the Homer in Space episode or Homer Goes to Space, whatever it's called. It begins. When Barney and Homer are competing to be the astronaut, Barney's totally blowing Homer away. Then he has a sip of non-alcoholic champagne and takes the jet back and flies into a... champagne was non-alcoholic. Flies into a marshmallow factory and run over by a pillow truck or something like that. You got it backwards, but yes. Okay. That's fantastic. You can't write that. That's so great. It begins. Yeah, it's so good. Well, that's my number three. Alex, or sorry, Scott. Okay. Uh, my number three is Minority Report. Uh, the, oh. The, oh, right. All the cops have yeah. the, the oh, fucking I don't know, It's kind of lame in that movie, though. No? Really? Yeah. No. I, 
they okay. they use it to like. I, I think they, they primarily like use fly? it for like the ones. Yes, thank you, Alex. <laughs> they 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 use it uh, pretty much in just like one scene really to to great effect. Um, in the alley, right? Yeah, in the alleyway. Yeah, yeah. They so, always run. So I thought that was good. Hmm. Nice. Oh, we haven't done that movie. I'm gonna put that on my list. Yeah, do it. That's a good movie. All right, uh, Alex, number two. My number two is uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say Mandalorian's jetpack, the the best car, the the shiny best car one that he gets at the end of season one. Uh, it's awesome. It looks super cool, even though the other ones are awesome. <laughs> and I like how <laughs> awkward you have to bend over to use Boba Fett's jetpack rocket. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Mando's just looks uh, amazing. Oh, shiny and chrome. And you can uh, remote control it to kill somebody that wants to steal it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Spoiler alert for Ooh, anyone who's... Uh... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eh. I mean, he gave him the jetpack. That was the deal. He wasn't going to let him keep it. That's true. All right. Uh, well, my number two is from Arrested Development, and George Michael puts on the jet pants slash jetpack and uh, <laughs> has a fight with Tobias dressed up as a giant mole over I'm Tiny a, Town. I'm a mole. Oh no, these aren't <laughs> up to code. Uh, that's one of the greatest scenes in Arrested Development history, and uh, yeah, <laughs> jet pants. <laughs> Yeah, uh, George Bluth tries to order jet pants. He couldn't find jet pants, but he found jet pack, and then he bought one. And then there's a mis- miscommunication. Michael buys Joe, or sorry, George Michael, a train set, and but ends up thinking it's a jet pack. And then the whole tiny town and <laughs> Japanese investors, and oh, it gets very inappropriate, but it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So George Michael, Arrested Development, is my number two. Uh, Scott. I remember to going back to video games. Uh, one of the very first SNES games that I owned, um, and still oh, to this day I maintain is the the hardest game that I've ever actually beat, um, and that is Pilot Wings on Super Nintendo. Uh, with, nice. We have to use a rocket pack um, at, at every stage, basically, um, to navigate through. Mode seven, <laughs> Most yeah, mode seven the crazy mode seven. Yeah, three um, D rings that are vertical or horizontal that that contract and expand, and you have to land on moving platforms. Um, but you have to take momentum into account and speed, um, or you could crash through the ground and and die, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like you do, like you do. Uh, so pilot wings uh, that spent a lot of time with that. Nice. Do you guys have any more video games on your lists? That's it for me. I didn't Alex. have any games on my list. Okay. Well, I don't know if that was number yeah. one. I was trying nope. to think. I know there's a game I played where a jetpack was a big deal with the character, but I couldn't think of it. It's not Mega Man, right? No. Uh, no, he does. He eventually gets a jetpack with Rush transforms into one, but didn't, not really. Like, is there a Dark rock- Void? Oh, I don't know was there a is, rocket so no. pack in Bionic Commando? No, yeah, you your robot arm, right? You the yeah. robot arm. You swung around. There's Anthem. Are you thinking about Anthem? But that's yeah, more of a soup. Anthem. 
You know, but maybe I'm thinking of a destiny and the jumps that you do. Maybe that's what I'm yeah, thinking of. I don't know if you, you you didn't really play any Halo, right, Joe? I, I played the first didn't, five. But didn't Halo have jetpacks? <laughs> uh, not really. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't so remember long. jetpacks on. Um, I I do know that there there was definitely um like like boosts anyway in um Titan, Titanfall. Oh yeah, oh yeah, but yeah. That's not really what I'm. I think I'm thinking of Destiny actually, but yeah, whatever. I don't even think they were jetpacks. They were just your yeah, your magic jumps. Yeah. Um. All right. Anyway, uh, where do we leave off here? That was your number two, Scott. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, Alex. Number one. Uh, my number one, and we all kind of try not to mention the movie that we just uh, talked about for these lists, but The Rocketeer. It's one of the fucking coolest jetpacks. It was the first one when somebody says, oh, it's a cool jetpack. I always think Rocketeer first. It's awesome. I love it. All right. Well, I disagree when someone says jetpack. I think of Boba Fett. As crappy as it is, then it kills him. (laughs) No, that that wasn't broken when I got it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Mandalorian. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a choice between the Mandalorian jetpack and Boba Fett, but I'll go with the old school original, even if it is a little malfunctiony. Um, it does. Basically, it's the reason that Jango Fett dies and the reason that Boba Fett dies and, <laughs> and, and almost other people so probably will find out later. But the, the Jango Fett slash Boba Fett jetpack. That's my number one. Scott. The, the J-Lo Fett. J-Lo Fett. Uh, but no, my number one is, is Boba Fett. Yeah. Uh, nice. Uh, quick, quick question for you guys. Um, I know, I know. I just basically put it out there that I didn't want spoilers, but I'll go ahead and spoil it for other people that haven't seen the first two episodes of, of uh, <laughs> the second season of Mando. Um, so they they mentioned that the in the first episode that the spoilers in the first episode of, of season two that the crate dragon has taken up residence in a sarlacc pit. Yeah, was. Is is that the same Sarlacc? Well, actually, I probably shouldn't even ask. Never mind. Forget I asked. Uh, no, I do not think it's the same one. I don't know. It's possible. I don't I think don't so. Okay. Anyway, so yeah. my, number, my number one, Boba Fett. All right. I thought one of you guys was going to try and slide the Spock's jet boots into this list. I thought about it, but again, <laughs> not a pack. So, yeah. yeah, you talk in uh, Star Trek Five. Is that the oh. one? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember anything about that movie except I never wanted to watch it what again. Is, so, what does God need with starship? All right. Any honorable What's mentions? Uh, rockets, jetpacks from Guardians Two. You got to be okay. careful because they can chafe your nipples. I guess Star Lord. Not careful, yeah, Star Lord again. He has like the boots. So that's mm-hmm. that's true. I forgot to say that when we first started, when Rocketeer first started, like uh, Laura's first thing is like, oh, so this guy is like Chris Pratt's character, <laughs> and so Star Lord. Like, yeah, it kind of is. He has the mask and he and he flies around. So and he has a leather jacket. It's not too far from it. Yeah. So. All right, and with that, it's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? Uh, so apparently the Tokyo Olympics still happening, oh, 2021. Yeah? Woo! At, 
And uh, yeah, I'm pretty happy about that. But they're saying that they're not going to um, whatchamacallit. They're not going to have people. They're not going to require a quarantine period for when they go into like the Olympic Village or anything like that. I don't know how much they're going to restrict like tourism or if or what kind of bubble they're going to set up. But it just seems insane that they're not going to require like a quarantine period for athletes or people coming from out of country into Japan for the event. I mean, just banking on uh, treatments and vaccines being available, I guess. Yeah. What yeah, I, I, I want to know is like, like the all these Olympic athletes thought they were going to already be boning nonstop. Like, <laughs> like, like, how are they going to hold off for a whole year? They're still going to do it. Yeah, they'll manage. They're still going to bone, but I'm just, anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I right. you know, I, I, I do enjoy the, the Olympics in the summer and winter games. So mm-hmm. um, I, I really I genuinely hope that that it's as close to normal as possible um, when, when they eventually do get it going in Tokyo. Did you ever play summer games and winter games on the computer or Atari? <laughs> I did California games, which is not quite the same thing. <laughs> no, nope, not the same. Uh, I, the gold I, medal I, in the hacky I sack, would have bro. Ha- I mean, I would have had to have at some point, but yeah, I don't really remember. Yeah, I, I, we played them, but I remember our computer was so old. How old was it? How our was computer it? was so old. I think it was Apple IIc, but we had a game called Decathlon and it was created by this little known company at the time called Microsoft. <laughs> and I remember that the only thing I know about Microsoft is they made this game. And then years later when I started getting into computers and I met a friend, he's like, Oh yeah, this windows and DOS are made by Microsoft. And I was like, you're the same people that make Decathlon. <laughs> <laughs> the same people that made Minesweeper. Yeah. Or what, what was, what's the, <laughs> what's, what was the ski one that always came with all the, do you know what I'm talking what? about? Ski one. It was like a wind uh, with those where you like ski downhill. Is that where a, a, a snow monster would come yeah, after you? Yeah, it could, it could, it could, it could like happen occasionally. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. I don't know. I just know slalom for the S, for the NES. Maybe it was called slalom. Uh, anyway. Slalom Witch Trials. <laughs> it's time for Neom News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. So the the new consoles are out. They uh, sure are. So to, to much excitement from some people anyway. Um, I, I, I am amused and irritated by various posts online. Uh, people are raging against people that have purchased these just to resell them. Uh, you know, people obviously wanted these consoles and they are all sold out now. Mm-hmm. Um, but occasionally you can see like people that see stories mostly on Reddit. Uh, people are down on their luck or maybe they, they just couldn't get one and, and other people have like helped them out. And it's it's a nice thing. Um, it's a nice distraction. People got these and are looking forward to it. Um, all that said, uh, the, there were a couple funny things that I, that I wanted to mention Uh Mega64 did this very funny video about, uh, at least I thought it was funny, uh, about PS5 not playing discs. Um, because both both of uh, the new PS5 and the new Xboxes have versions that don't play physical media. Mm-hmm. Um, so this whole video is about this, this guy trying to, to jam in a disc. 
And like at one point, he like slathers the whole thing in mayonnaise, like the disc and the console. <laughs> oh, and, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it was pretty amusing. Um, the other thing, which is even funnier and is a real life thing, <laughs> Microsoft, at least the Xbox division, had to send out this tweet that, and I'm paraphrasing here, um, that, that said, uh, and I quote, I can't believe we have to say this, but please do not blow your vape smoke through the Xbox Series X. <laughs> yeah. Because people, apparently people are doing this because it's it's got all the, the venting, right? So the smoke, in theory, should just pass through it. Um, however, uh, vaping uh, at least is a little part of liquid. So these people aren't too smart for doing this. But just the fact that Microsoft had to go out of the way to just like... This ma- this giant sigh to say like guys come on <laughs> yeah you're gonna fucking break this thing that you just bought like is it was what about your pot bad. smoke that's probably fine yeah that's fine <laughs> that's probably fine and your uh, cigarette smoke so all right so I have some questions mm-hmm. here all right well I yeah, okay. actually have one statement I don't know if it was for the 360 or for the Xbox One I think it was the 360 or maybe it was even the PS3 or PS4 do you remember the video of the guy like coming out of Best Buy or whatever, and he's and the, everyone's lined up in front of the store, and he's like bragging, and he's holding his out yes. the window, and some guy walking by just like rips it out of his hands. <laughs> no, oh, that's the greatest that. video ever! I yeah, like the guy, one guy's driving, his friend's holding it out the passenger window, and he like they, they almost run over these guys that are crossing the street, and the guy just rips it out of his hands. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> the, All right, there, there was a similar one where. Beware the Ides of March. Like yeah. guy walks out with like the thing that you you like maybe maybe more than one. Um takes it out and then just like takes a hammer to it in front of everybody standing in line. <laughs> Jesus. Just just to be a dick. Yeah. Um but uh, anyways, again, like the consoles are out. Um wait, I'm not done. Oh, sorry. What, are there any launch titles with these get with either system? Big ones. Um, so again, uh, Sony has the Miles Morales Spiderman. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. that's probably the big one, like as far as a like, console exclusive on the Xbox side of things. Um, I guess there's like a gears, I don't know if it's an RTS or, or what it is exactly. Oh, that sounds terrible. Um, there is a Yakuza like a dragon, um, mm-hmm. which is only on, on, well, you can get on the PS4, but if you want to play only the new ones, it's only on the, the Series X right now. Um, other than that, is a lot of cross-platform stuff. Or maybe yeah, like one are of, they just for the new consoles though? No. So that like, is there any yeah, reason why, like, really. if I got out and got the Xbox today or the PlayStation today, I could be doing stuff my friends aren't doing? No, no. That that's part of the the big yeah. sales pitch for both of these. Is I think they both call them something slightly different, but the idea that if you buy a game for one, you're getting it for both. Like if like you get an upgrade, like free upgrade, right? So if you get like, an Xbox One game, you can get the uh, the Xbox Series X, like the 4K version, for free. Yeah, so it, it it seems like Microsoft's definitely pushing that harder, whereas Sony, it's like going to be yeah. a mixed bag of of whether the games will actually do that or not. Mm. Um, and I think Microsoft is even taking it like a step further to where you can get it on PC as well. So it'll be like the PC version, the Xbox One 
version and the Xbox Series X version. Oh my god, being a tester and developer on that's gotta suck. I can only imagine. Jesus. <laughs> yep. Um all right. Just all the hey. all the different platforms. Yeah. Hey, it's let's not leave the stadia. Let's not leave the stadia behind. Stadia, okay? It's one year stadia, old. Stadia, the Amazon's got their thing going. <laughs> by the way. That was a stadia. Do I want to know? It's a Google game, if, game if, streaming if, thing. If you have to ask, you can't afford it. <laughs> All right. Uh, it, oh, it, sorry, I have one more video game question for you guys. Did you have any other questions? Yeah. What's the, what's the state of VR? Is this a thing? Is this actually going to take off? Is this going to be a thing? <laughs> Tell me this. <laughs> that, that's, yes. that's, I mean, eventually. Oculus. So mm-hmm. it's, it's already kind of a thing. Like um, Sony... Had theirs with the the PS4 at least with the pros, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and there's the Oculus, and there's like, I think there's like another one. I forget what it, which who does it. Yeah, probably, but, um, which is, which is the one that's only the headset, and all the games and stuff are stored in the headset itself. So there's no wires or anything. I don't know about that, but um, but like the market share of these is like still like minuscule compared to regular. Oh games. oh yeah, like. Mm-hmm. Like just, so, it's not going to overtake these anytime soon. Yeah, just, or if, if ever. No, um, it, it, it's it's just a user experience thing. You know, it's it's kind of like like why are mice mouses like really not that different from when they you know like the very first one, which was like a wooden block or whatever. Like it's the, the ergonomics have changed a little bit, and you see weird shit like the. The, the trackball that's just your thumb, which I don't understand at all. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's just like, you know, like they, they hit on this thing that works for a reason. Uh, there's a reason like we're not doing the, the, like the minority report or the full, full disclosure, like, <laughs> like virtual reality file management stuff. Um, it's, it's kind of hard to beat the, the whole, the old mouse and keyboard, the whole controller. Mm-hmm. Like you need, you need that feedback. You need to have the real time input, and and that's still not a thing really. Although you do see crazy videos of people doing like the Beat Saber stuff. Um, yeah, Beat. I did play Beat Saber for a bit. It is a lot of fun. Yeah. So like, you're, there's there's definitely increments of, of improvement here. But then you see all these videos of like stuff where you interact with your environment and it's all so janky. Like, yeah, it's all super janky. Um, janky fat. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I think something that that really Duh. that really hasn't taken off yet, um, you know, talking about video games, but like to to experience events. Um, I'm surprised that's not more of a thing. Like like concerts or or sporting events, like there there is a level of immersion there that's that's different from just sitting out and watching in front of your TV. Um, it might not be better, but but I'm surprised that that something like that doesn't have more of a share at this point. It just must be like yeah. too cost prohibitive on both ends of like both on the the user and the uh, um, whoever's supplying the feeds to those things. But yeah. mm-hmm. all right. Well, I just wonder if it's like 3D TVs is, is gone, right? That was a thing for a few years, and now they're gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Nintendo, Nintendo gave up on gone. it. What? Nintendo gave up on it. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. That's all. That's all of my questions for video games. I'm sorry. I'm done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stereoscopic stuff. Okay.
Um, moving on, uh, I started watching some more animation on Netflix. Uh, Blood of Zeus. Oh yeah, how was that? Uh, it's it's decent. Uh, it, it looks like the exact same animation that they use in the Castlevania. Mm. Uh, there's slight differences, but it's definitely that same style. Um, and and it, like just just the way they animate faces and things like that, and the way they have people talk, um, is it's very similar. Uh, it's it's hyper violent. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's Greek mythology. It is Greek mythology. Uh, they they are taking some liberties. It definitely has that that anime bent to it, uh, but with a little more Western sensibilities as far as like characters and, and story. Um, mm. Yeah, it's, it's it's fun so far. For anybody that liked Castlevania, I, I recommend this so far. Um, so yeah, I'll continue watching and uh, see how it all tunes out um i enjoyed it enough that i'm kind of hoping that uh they'll they'll eventually do another season of this they probably are like i can't imagine people aren't watching this um so or at least that that audience anyway um and then finally in in non like really i guess i guess it does fall into pop culture but um I think it was, was it yesterday. They they had the uh, the CMAs. The, the, yes, the CMAs. Uh, the Dragon Falcon. I think it was. <laughs> so the Dragon was the rocket, and then Falcon was the actual ship. But basically, they sent um, in a really long time. They spent the first time in like a long time. They spent uh, NASA with the help of SpaceX. Um, Mm-hmm. sent four astronauts up to the ISS um, and I, I watched the launch and, and some of the post coverage for it and uh, I don't know, it was just really cool um, and in a very nerdy way but it was just nice to see something that you know, maybe, maybe there's still hope for mankind <laughs> kind, of, kind of thing Are they socially distancing on that spaceship? They They, they were <laughs> packed in pretty tight <laughs> it turns out space is at a premium in space. <laughs> They're in a bubble. Um, ironically, the in the vastness of space, like if you're actually traveling through it, like you don't have a lot of space. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, it was, it was a, a, a diverse crew. Um, the um, they, they took one of the um, Japanese astronauts um, with them. Which I thought was really cool, um, you know, making it definitely an international thing. Um, they have a mathematician, a different kind of mathematician. <laughs> yes, yes. One of them's a mission specialist. The other one's also a mission specialist. <laughs> and I'm not making that up. That's actually true. Um, but, yeah, it's dangerous work. Yeah, but it's it's it, it was just so cool because it is nerve wracking. Um, and and there's like just as in the audience, like I felt that moment of relief when they did it because um, you know the technology now, like they had cameras on like all the stages of the rockets. Uh, yeah, it's so fucking cool. It is so cool, like like just just the technology that's keeping the the camera from not being melted. <laughs> I thought I thought that was interesting, <laughs> uh, but yeah, just it's all in real time, and 
Um, it was super cool. Like they 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 had like the NASA TV had uh, like the radio tuned in. So they have all these different um, like places around the world that are basically tracking the the like the trajectory and and the orbit and and all these different things. And they all like check in and they're like all in like like again like random places, like some some place in Ireland that I've never heard of, just like checks in. And is like, yep, you're good. Like some place in Newfoundland. It's like, yeah, you're good. Like, <laughs> uh, Mission Control was in Hawthorne, um, weird, and and not and then like Dallas, and they they took off from I think it was Cape Canaveral. Um, so what one of the usual places they take off from in, in Florida? Mm. Um, you know, luckily the the weather was good enough for them to to go through with it. Um, yeah, it's just I don't know, it's it's exciting. Um, you know, with, with, all, with everything going on, that that they they we, they still have pulled this off. Um, sent sent these people up to the space for I think it was like six months. I think is how long they're supposed to be there. Yeah, yeah. So, yep, I definitely wanted to talk about that. Uh, Jeff, oh, skipped ahead. Alex, anything you want to talk about? Um, not really. I finished Castlevania since you mentioned it. Okay, uh, the second season. Uh, it's depressing, uh, but this season feels it's a slow burn and it definitely feels like it's more of a setup to the third season. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, there's some good story bits, good acting, uh, g- really good action, but only towards like the last two or three episodes. And yeah, it's fucking depressing. <laughs> oh, and kudos to this series because <laughs> there's not a lot of animated shows out there that are willing to hang dong. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna show some neck, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a little. I, I started in the third season and then stopped. I should go back and finish that up at some point. Oh right, third season. But yeah, it's pretty good. All right, yeah, I, I still recommend it. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Nope. All right, Jeff. Anything you want to talk about? Uh, I finished The Boys season two. It's pretty good. Oh yeah, I put that on my list. <laughs> All right, I need to start. So that's done. And then um, what else? I started playing Warcraft three. The the newest uh, version. RTS. Yeah, I guess because I have this the CD somewhere, but I don't have the code, so I couldn't play it. So I went and bought it. It was like thirty dollars or something from. Um, Steam or whatever the Blizzard version of Steam is. Um, Battlenet. Yeah. So I played it. Um, it's fine. I'm already over it. I played like the, the campaign <laughs> mode, like seven levels. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but the important finish. question is, yeah, how does your sound card work? Perfectly. <laughs> so you didn't even finish up the human campaign? No. Okay. Arthas is, is already gone apeshit, but I didn't want to continue. Okay. So, Maybe I finished so, it. So, I so Jeff, did, did you buy like the updated version or was it like the... Yeah, I don't even think you can buy the old school one anymore. Okay. I forgot the name of it. There's a special name to this new version. Okay. Yeah, this is like Reforged or something like that. Yeah, Reforged. And I don't remember the Warcraft 3 that well to know a lot of the differences. I've noticed that some of the buildings are different and like you can build something called the Arcane building where you can like make spells and stuff which i don't remember from the original but okay. um yeah, the graphics are updated and the voices still sounded the same though from what i can remember especially like i did arthas and um 
the girl elf i forgot her name jaina was that her name <laughs> jaina uh, my jaina uh, yeah Jaina. She's a human, anyway, she's a human was, chef jeez <laughs> is she a human yeah. i thought she was an elf uh Anyway, it was fun. I mean, like I said, it reminded me of playing Warcraft 3. And then I was like, yeah, okay. So then I was like, I'm done with this campaign. Let me do like a, a quick skirmish. And I'm not going to go online because I'll get destroyed. And even in the skirmish at normal level, I'm just getting wiped out. So <laughs> it's it's yeah. it's funny that that you kind of or your your take on what you played. There was a huge backlash to this uh, updated version. People were not happy with it. Like, so, why? So I looked into that. So when I was getting, I was trying to play my old DVD. I couldn't play it. And then I looked at what the three for, and I saw that. But then I've also heard they fixed a lot since the original launch. So I don't know if maybe that's what it is. Also, I'm not a super, you know, into RTSs and stuff. And I don't know what I'm missing out on. But yeah, but I did read about that. That even the rate I looked at Metacritic when I got it, and it was really low. Yeah, but I still did. Yeah, anyway. I think I. Like I, I still don't know exactly what happened with it. I, I'm, I'm a big Warcraft three fan. Um, I, I think what it was is they just way over promised um, on what, what it was they were actually going to deliver, and yeah. people were just like completely underwhelmed with it all. Um, okay. You know what they say: <laughs> under promise, over deliver. But they, yeah, that's right, they, right. they went the opposite direction. <laughs> <laughs> so Starcraft yeah. Ghost. It, it was fun playing a. Uh, RTS again, especially my favorite one. Uh, but it was just, oh, I got old quick. I can only keep maybe if I if I maybe stay longer and switch to a different race, maybe it would make it a little more fun. Because I think I remember humans being the worst or the least fun, but I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah and it is funny how some things stick in your mind, some things don't. But, oh yeah, I have to do this, and I can call to arms, and I can group my troops and everything i don't know because i was never that big into rts Put i would just space, space marines in the bunker <laughs> yeah i would usually the way i play those games was not the way you're supposed to play but i just hunker down just build everything and just select all and click on a target and <laughs> hope for the best <laughs> yeah. yes that's how Pray, i play total annihilation jesus yeah <laughs> so. all right uh anything else jeff uh, uh no other than i did uh for the first time, got to watch a Star Wars movie on my new 4K TV. Uh, watched Empire Strikes Back. So I'm trying to get Laura to finally watch some Star Wars movies. And no. she sat down and watched Empire with me. Um, and 4K, is, uh, every time I watch Star Wars, it's a different thing. I notice new things. Like I remember going from my bootleg ones at home to the THX versions, to the special editions, to the DVDs, to the Blu-rays. It's always new stuff. And this one, it's just details, but... I don't know. So, so Jeff, was this a a, a Blu-ray or was this streaming? The Disney Plus streams in okay. 4K. Okay. So, Boo. They, I wouldn't. The Star I wouldn't Wars. <laughs> Why wouldn't you know? <laughs> because I don't watch Star Wars on, on Disney Plus. Oh God, you're bullshit. So lame. Yeah. You're lame. Um, well, I was gonna say that I know the Star Wars movies and the. Uh, Marvel movies, I think, are all in 4K on there. So. I think if you look at the info, they, they'll say something like HDR or, or Yeah, mm-hmm. I think those are. I think The Mandalorian's have been in 4K. Yeah, so. it definitely has. Been. I know. <laughs> look awesome. Yeah. And uh, I do want to talk Mandalorian, but if Scott hasn't seen it, uh, maybe we'll talk about it next week or something. And also listen to the latest Patreon where I do talk about it. The Heiress is the name of the episode. Since you mentioned Star Wars and 4K, <gasps> I just I just learned about this. Uh, you know how they did the the 
uh, despecialized versions where they did mm -hmm. Star Wars in like 1080p. Mm -hmm. I guess there's a new project going around called 4K77 where these guys are they're not they're kind of cleaning up the the film but not really they're, they're they found like an old actual film strip of the entire movie and they're scanning the images in 4K and then compiling the whole movie like in 4K together so uh it, it's it, from what I hear, it still has a couple of like like film grain stuff because they didn't actually go in and digitally fix up too much, like some color correction stuff here and there, some some stuff to make it a little bit clear and whatnot for for detail sake. But it sounds pretty interesting, and I can't wait to get it. Yeah, the somehow the I think the the technology for for kind of uprising is not the wrong way to put it, but but transferring to four K, yeah, and then cleaning it up um, is interesting because. I don't think there's like a unified uh, like way to do it. I think like every movie studio, or whatever that, that's trying to get this stuff, like get their catalog onto like Blu-rays or onto a 4K version, like it's all a little bit different. Um, mm -hmm. For the most part, it's all pretty impressive. Um, like some of the, some of the things they do with these these older movies that that clearly had like no digital anything going on on them. Uh, yep yeah but as far as i know still film stock should still be 4k quality yeah so if they have the original film stock from even for old movies it should still be 4k quality i mean they have yeah. to transfer if they, it yeah everything. if they transfer it it's like super clean yeah. and then render it as high res as possible yeah so There'll be a few. I've I'm done replacing my entire library every single time they come out with better resolutions. But there'll still be a few movies. We've already mentioned Lord of the yep. Rings. Mm -hmm. I'll do Star Wars. I'll do Jaws. Jaws. Uh, <laughs> Gonna need a bigger TV. I was in Jaws. <laughs> One thing I noticed: <laughs> I Indiana in Jones movies are not on Disney Plus yet, and I don't know if that's because their license agreement pre-existed with. Netflix oh, or something. Hey, weren't those, weren't those yeah, I think Universal? so because I see them on Netflix. I'm sorry, Scott. No, what? So aren't aren't weren't the movies like weren't those Universal? They were. They Paramount or distributed Paramount, them, sorry, but Paramount. But Lucasfilm owns them, and Disney bought Lucasfilm. So the, yeah, that's a good question. There, there must be some yeah. like. There must be some legal reason why they can't do it. Yet. Yeah, I'm sure. Time yeah. after a few a few more years or whatever, they'll be on Disney Plus, but. So. All right, that's all I got. All right, sounds like we're good. All right, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Please check us out on Patreon. We have some Star Wars talk talking about Mandalorian. We have some quotes from Springfield. And uh, thanks for listening. And goodbye. <laughs> yeah. and thanks for listening. Where hell about when you go flying? Uh, I'm Ron yeah. Burgundy. To each other. All right. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. <laughs>